Beloved Jesus, it's an honor, Lord, to be here, Lord, sharing your word to the body of Christ, to the church of Christ, Lord. And I pray for you to anoint my life, Lord, and talk to us, Lord. We want to listen your voice, Holy Spirit. We want to learn something new today that's going to help us, Lord, to change our way of life, Lord, to change our way to see things, Lord. Help us, Lord, break the chains, Lord, in our minds, Lord, and help us, Lord, to understand what you're calling us to do in these days, Father, as a body of Christ. In the name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you very much. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to get my water here. Well, uh, two weeks ago, I shared with the church about the wall of Nehemiah. Do you remember? Good. And today I, will, I want to finish this preaching. I want to give you the second part. And uh, we studied about the restoration of the wall in the book of Nehemiah. We learned that we are the temple of God. Do you remember that? We learned that we are the temple of God. And that God came to live in us and the Holy Spirit dwells and lives inside of us. We received salvation through the work of the cross. And it was a miracle. We can't save ourselves. You cannot save yourself. Just Jesus can save you. And then we, we were restored by, by the work of the cross. But the new birth occur occurs as an instantaneous miracles in our spirit but the restoration of our soul is a process say to the person beside you the restoration, restoration. Is, a is a process amen there is no miracle i'm sorry to tell you that <laughs> the restoration there is no miracle it's a process and it it's a long and wonderful task that must be undertaken with the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen? The Holy Spirit is the one who's going to help you in this work of restoration. For this work to be complete, we can count on the family of God, your brothers and your sisters. They will help you to carry your loads. Because when we come to Christ, we have so many loads, we have so many problems in our lives. Do you have any problem? Yes. Do you have difficulties? Yes. Do you struggle with some like uh, pain from your past? Yes. yes, we struggle. But with the body of Christ, we can carry, we can help, we can pray for each other. And then this is, becomes more easy to carry. Amen. Amen. That's why it's so beautiful, the, the work that God is doing in our lives. But, however, there will be resistance from your flesh because sometimes God speaks something to you and says, Oh no, God, I don't want to do this. Oh God, I think it's going to be so hard. And also, the, the resistance can come from Satan because he is the accuser. He's the one who always comes against us. And we are in this process. And uh, we have the, the help of the Holy Spirit. And if you cooperate with in this work by walking in obedience, you're gonna 
overcome many situations. But there is a work of renewing of our mind because there is many mindsets, many ways of thinking that is holding you to grow, to have your wall totally like restored. And we need to understand, to identify. And as you come to church, as you listen the word, as you pray, you start being renewed by the Holy Spirit because he's showing you areas in your life that must be changed. Amen. Amen. But today I want to focus on the enemy attack against you and I, and also in the importance of the body of Christ and this process of restoration. The, of the wall of our soul. Did you know that spiritual opposition will come when you start overcome sin in your life? When you begin to tr triumph over addiction? Spending more time in prayer? Or boldly start to share your faith with people around you? All of these actions are your, you are you rebuilding the walls of your life? But be sure, I want to tell you, that the Satan will come against you because he wants to hold this growth on your life and he will attack you. We can see this happening in Nehemiah 4, 1 to 3. Let's read this passage. Nehemiah 4, 1 to 3 says... When Sambalat heard that we Jews had begun rebuilding the wall, he was furious and began to ridicule us. In front of his companions and the Samaritan drops, he said, What does these miserable Jews think they are doing? Do they intend to rebuild the city? Do they, intend, do they think that by offering sacrifice they can finish the work in one day? Can they make building stones out of ribs of burned rubble? And Tobiah, the other guy, said, he was standing beside him, uh, Sambala, and said, what kind of wall could they ever build? Even a fox could knock it, it down. You see, they were saying things to disencourage the people that were working in the wall. But what was the, the, the way that Nehemiah rebuked, uh, said? But first of all, I want to explain to you one thing. Uh, Sambala in the book of Nehemiah is the man that was always going against of the rebuilding of the wall. He was a Samaritan man. He was a man from uh, another uh, nation, neighbor of the Jews. And he was coming all the time to check what's going on, but not to praise the people, but to put them down, to make them feel very like uh, down because they were doing something that he was not happy. And uh, do you know what, what means his name, Sambala main, uh, names means? Bramble bush or thorn? Thorn, what's thorn? It's something that always if you if you are in gardening if you are doing something on your garden if you touch a thorn what's happened with you pain do you like it no nobody likes to touch thorn and and sambala was this guy 
And when we see to, uh, this word, we think about one Bible verse in 2 Corinthians 12, 7, that says, uh, Paulo mentioned about there was a thorn in, in his flesh. And he said, this thorn was a messenger of Satan to torment him. He was being tormented by this thorn. This is terrible. And we see Sambala doing the same with the people of Jerusalem. He was tormenting the people. But what Nehemiah did? He responded with prayer. Say with me. He responded, he responded. with prayer. He wasn't uh, saying something against the, 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 those people. He just prayed to the Lord. And he was also watchful, setting guards to protect the work of the people day and night. Then we see this in Nehemiah 4, 4 and 5. Hear us, our God. He was, he was, this was Nehemiah's prayer. Hear us, our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own, on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. He was saying, send them to captivity. Send them away from here. Do not cover up their guilt or blood of their sins from, from your sight. For they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. Nehemiah was saying, they are insulting us, God. Please, judge this cause for us. Take care of this situation for us. Because they are not being fair. And then the verse 13 says, Therefore, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest point of the wall as the exposed place, posting them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. We see here, like, Nehemiah, he prayed... When you have problems with Satan, you prayed, but you have to start watching. Don't think because you prayed, you don't watch anymore. You, you have to watch. You have, he took one attitude here. He put guards around the, the walls because the enemy said, I will come and I will attack you. And they start watching. And then when you start feeling threatened by the enemy, you have to start being watchful. You have to watch what's going on. We need to be practical. We need to pray, but also we need to watch. Another weapon that Satan will use against us is discouragement, especially if you are in the middle of something. You are, for example, just start a new job. At the beginning, was everything was wonderful, but now there is this co-worker that is working with you, who, always, who is always giving you a hard time. Or maybe you start a new school, you move to a new town, a new country. And uh, in the beginning you are so happy. Oh, new things are starting in my life. But suddenly things start becoming harder and harder and harder. And then in your mind, the only word that comes is, I will give up. I am not going to continue doing this. No, this is not the word of God for you. You have to stand firm. You have to keep fighting. Because this is just a time. You have to stand. You have to ask for help. You have to come to the church and say for, to the brothers and sisters, pray for me because I'm feeling discouraged. Discourage. 
If you give up the spirit, if you give in to the spirit of discouragement, you rob yourself of hope. When you give up, you surrender to Satan's will for your life because this is his will to destroy you, to discourage you. Don't give up. Amen. You must choose to persevere with God, like Nehemiah and the people of Jerusalem. They received all the encouragement they needed to continue working from God. Nehemiah was the voice that was always talking to them and saying, don't give up, keep working, God is with us. And those who trust in him, they kept doing what God called them to do, and they were able to finish. As I told you, they finished the wall in 52 days. It wasn't a, a small wall, it was a big wall, but many people worked together. And when the enemy came, they didn't stop. They were threatened, they feel worried, but they believe in the word of God. They believe in Nehemiah and they kept working. Amen. And there are moments in our lives that we lose our focus and we start to look at our problems, the mess around us, and, and the bills, for example, schools, assignments, physical pain and problems. But what Nehemiah, what did Nehemiah do? He must, he, he prayed and he seeked the Lord and he kept the work. He kept doing what God was calling him to do. And he also they were they have weapons to look to fight. Nehemiah 4:14. For me, this is the verse that summarizes what's happened. After, let's read Nehemiah 4:14. After I looked things over, I stood up and say, said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your, and your homes. Nehemiah brought this word to them and said, remember that God is with you and fight for your family. Don't give up. And sometimes we are, we are facing troubles. We are feeling discouraged. But remember The Lord is with you. Keep fighting for your family. Don't give up. Amen. Whatever you feel discouraged, take a moment to pray. Fix your eyes on Jesus and don't stop. Keep moving forward. Keep doing the work God has assigned to you. The people of Jerusalem, they have some swords, but our weapons are spiritual. You don't have a sword, don't you? Do you have any? No, I hope you don't have. <laughs> you don't have any gun. But you have this one. Amen. Can I see your Bible? Show me. Show me your weapon. Yes, no problem. If you have your Bible and your phone, wonderful. Because you can read whatever you are. Wonderful. But like, this is your weapon weapon. Your sword is the word of God. But one thing is very important. If you stay just here, doesn't make so much effect. But if it's here, if it's here, it will work. 
need to be inside of us. You need to read, you need to eat the word of God. Only with his word you will be able to fight against the enemy of your soul. When you think about the Jesus fighting with Satan in Matthew chapter 4, what Jesus used to fight Satan? The word of God, he was said. The Lord says, and then he was saying the words. Only, like only with the word you can fight against the enemy. And I have one very quick testimony. I have one friend that she had COVID in Brazil. She stayed in the intensive care many, like I think she was more than a month in the intensive care. He, she had to, to use the ventilator. She wasn't able to, to read, to do anything, but she was con conscious, but she could not have people around her. But she was facing a lot of fear because of the COVID. And she was afraid of death. And do you know what she used to fight against the fear? The word of God. But there was nobody there to read the word for her. But the word that she knew, that she, she learned through her life, was the word that she was using to fight fear. She was able to declare the word of God. And that battle she won because she have the weapon in her heart. And sometimes we don't, we are not able to fight against the enemy because we don't know how, what to say against the enemy. How many Bible verse do you know by heart? How many? Please start learning, start studying. Learn by heart the word of God because it's the only way you can fight. Because when you are agitated, something will come to your mind. If it is the word of God, will be good for you. But if it's a thought of fear, you're going to be overcome by the enemy. You need to have the word in your heart. You need to know the word because this is the weapon for you to fight fear. Amen. Remember, prayer, prayer is your first obligation, not your last resource. Because when Nehemiah saw the problem, the first thing he did, he prayed. If you read the whole book, you're going to see him pray all the time. Every time he faced something, he was praying. He was a man of prayer. And we need to learn with this man because he was able to fulfill God's calling because he knew to pray. When he was afraid, he prayed. When he was worried, he was praying. And he was always talking to God. This is a way for you to fight the enemy. Amen. And part of Nehemiah 4.14 says, He alone is great and awesome. This is your God. He alone is great and awesome. We need to learn to use the right weapon, the word of God. Amen. Amen. The second part I, I would like to share with you is the importance of the body of Christ in the process of restoration. The body of Christ is very important. We cannot restore our soul alone. 
You cannot restore your soul alone. You need your brother and your sister in, the, in faith. Look to the people around you. Please, have a look. You don't need to talk, but look. Look around. This is the body of Christ that you are part of. This is the church that you, you are part of. And we need each other. There is no way for us to grow without our brothers and sisters. We see in the Nehemiah 3, 1 to 4, we see this word being repeated, this little phrase many times, next to him and next to them. Next to him and next to them. It's a list of names, many people that were working in the rebuilding of the wall. It's a big list. I'm not going to read all of them. But when you read, you see there is some people were priests, some people were carpenters, some people live in another town. They are not from the Jerusalem city. But everyone came to work in that wall. Let's just read the verse uh, 1 to 4, the chapter 3. Eliasab, the, the high priest, and his fellow priests went to work and rebuilt the ship gate. They dedicated and set its doors in place, building as far as the Tower of the Hundred, which they dedicated as far as the Tower of Hananel. Verse 2. The men of Jericho built the adjoined section, and Zakur, son of Emer, built next to then. Verse 3, the fish gate was rebuilt by the sons of Hassaneh. They laid its beams and put its doors and bolts and bars in the place. Verse 4, Meronoth, son of the Uriah, the son of Hazakos, repaired the next session next to him. Meshalum, son of Berechiah, son of Bezekel, made repairs and next to him. Zadok, son of Bana, also made repairs. Just for you to imagine, there was a big wall around the town of Jerusalem. It was, everything broke down. Some place there is maybe some parts, some place there is nothing. But many, the old stones were there around that uh, wall that was broken. And then Nehemiah divided the whole wall to different groups and then there was one group of here building the part of the wall and in charge of the gate because there was at least 12 gates in that big wall and then the, those people were building the wall and also rebuilding the gates and uh, I, I have one book in my house that the, this pastor she wrote about the meaning of each gate, but today no time for us to go. But it's a very uh, interesting Bible study to understand because each gate has a meaning. But the beauty that I want to show you today, the people were working together side by side, hand in hand. There was no gaps between them. Because one group was working here, another one was working here, and all of them were working together to rebuild the wall because they want to see the whole wall set again in their place. Because they believe that a wall protects the city and a wall shows that, that there is that 
city has like glory. Because if you look to a, a city without wall or with the walls totally broken, how are you gonna feel about that city? Do you think it's a be beautiful city? No, it's not, it's ugly. It's not nice because everything is destroyed. But if the walls are built, oh, beautiful city. I have been to Jerusalem. It's wonderful to see the walls. It's wonderful. I have been there. There is, it's not the, the Nehemiah's wall, but the walls that is there, it's wonderful. Jesus did not build, and the, sorry, uh, just going further, I just want to say something else. Like, uh, what lesson can we take here? The only way for the body of Christ to bring the kingdom of God to earth is when we work together. Amen. When we work together as a body of Christ, we can bring glory to, to the Lord. We can bring the kingdom of heaven to this earth. And the, the church today is in charge of building the walls. Every one of us, we are called to rebuild the walls because there is many people, they have broken lives. And as a church, we can help the people to have their lives to be restored. Jesus did not build his church to be an arena of spectators. He called you and I to make a difference in this world. We see a contrast in the church today. Unfortunately, it's not what's going is happening nowadays. We see hardworking, good-hearted Christians who are eager to serve the Lord and serve others and in, in a way they can. But we see many, many people that prefer to sit, to be seated and watch others work. This is not the way it's supposed to be. We need each other. We are very important. When you don't do your part, you know what's happened. Some will have to do it and they will, they will tire quicker because they did their part in yours as well. We need to share. We need to share the work in the church. And uh, we have a great job to do. We are called to rebuild the walls of our culture the walls of the church, and the walls of broken lives around us. We have the message of eternal life. We know the good news that we can save the lost. Only us, the church of Christ, have the good news for those who are broken. And we can go and share with them. But if you stay quiet, may, probably your neighbors, you are not going to listen this news. Because I cannot go to your neighbor. You are living there. Every one of us, we have one part to do. We have many people to bring to the, to the kingdom of God and we need to do our part. Also, when you serve here in church with your gifts and the many teams that we have here, you are helping to build the walls also. For example, we have the children's ministry, we have the welcome team, we have the worship team, we have the youth ministry, we have the prayer team, we have the recording and sound system, we have the cell meetings going on. There is so many things that we do in this church. Did you know that? Yes. 
When you serve, you build your soul. Did you? When you get involved, you are loving your neighbor. You are leaving your selfish life behind and you're caring for others. Because if you don't, if you don't do anything, you're just in your corner, you're taking care of yourself. But when you move and you start helping, you are practicing the love that God called you to do. Because I know it's not easy to work with people, even in the church. Sometimes we have some athletes, we have some, it's not easy because someone thinking one way, another thinking a different way. But as you work together, you learn to love each other. We learn to respect each other and you grow in love. Amen. Remember, the body of Christ is not only about the leaders of the church. Because some people say, oh, the body of Christ is the pastors, the leaders. No, it's not just us. It, it is all of us. When you care for your neighbor, when you visit the one who is sick, or you help them with their kids, or with their house chores, you cook a meal or you call to see how they are doing because they ha you haven't seen them at the church that week. When you approach a visitor and you greet him, when you pray for the sick, when you care for those, you are helping to build their walls. Amen. Amen. You are helping to build the walls. Look around now. Are you missing someone? Are you missing someone? Maybe you can call them in the afternoon and say, I miss you. You can show your love to them. Amen? All those actions are part of work of restoration of the wall that we are called to rebuild. People are broken. And when you love them without asking for anything in return, you are healing them. Jesus said for us to love one another. A new commandment, John 13, 34 says, A new commandment I give you, love one another. Let's read together. A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. Jesus said this to us. Love one another. And I know sometimes it's not easy to love someone that is different from the way you, you are brought up. But you grow so much when you start doing that. You grow a lot when you start sharing the things that you have. The only way to heal people's heart is through real love. When you care for one another through actions, we need to act. There are so many gaps on our walls, and if there is, and if there are only one or two people working, we will never see the work done. Those few workers will probably die, and the wall will sit, will still sit in ruins. The enemy will keep attacking us through these some breaches and the glory of the Lord will not be manifest. We need to, to wake up and we need to do our part in this rebuilding. Amen. 
Ephesians 2, 20-22 says, You too are built up the foundation laid by the apostles and the prophets, the cornerstone being Christ Jesus himself. He is the one who holds the whole building together and make it grow into a sacred tem temple dedicated to the Lord. And union with you, sorry, and union with him, you too are being built together with all the others into a place where God lives through his spirit. The only way we can grow, we, we can see the glory of God coming together as we come closer to each other, as we unite to each other. If you, if you walk alone, you are not going to build a wall. You're going to be just one stone alone. Can a stone alone protect a, a city against the enemy? No. But one stone upon the other stone, this will make a very big fortress. And we will be able to overcome the enemy. Amen. Sometimes we are struggling with problems because we are walking alone. Don't walk alone. Join the church. Join your brothers and sisters. Be with your cell meeting. Go to there. Talk about your, what you're struggling with. Share your problems. Ask for prayer. Because alone, you're going to be destroyed. Alone, you're not going to anywhere. But together, we can, we can overcome our problems. Amen. I'm just finishing now. Remember, when we start to overcome sin, when, when you begin to overcome addiction, as you spend more time in prayer, and when you boldly share your faith with people around you, spiritual opposition will come. Because the devil goes is to keep God's people from growing and doing great things. We learned in the beginning that we have this fight against the enemy. He always will come against us. Be prepared for the battle. Be alert and not give room for thoughts and words of unbelief and discouragement or doubts. We need to be on guard, always ready to use this word the word of God, and also the work tools. Be united with brothers and sisters because the battle will not be easy if we cannot support each other. We need support to each other. Amen. Let's read uh, again Nehemiah 4, 16 to 18. From that day on, Half of my men did the work while the others half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor. The officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other hand. And each of the builders wore his sword as his side as he worked. But the man who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. Amen. In this passage, I just want to show here. Uh, as they, were, they saw there was a battle coming against them. This enemy was coming against them. What they understood was the best thing to do. They were keeping like on guard. They have their sword, but they didn't give up the work. 
They kept doing their work. They kept building the wall. And sometimes we, we face problems and then we feel so afraid that we stop doing everything because we are afraid. And I think if I do something, oh, I don't know how I will be able to cope with the situation. No, don't give up. If God call you to do something, keep doing it. Keep doing, but have this, this word of the Lord in your hand. You can fight against the enemy, but keep doing what God called you to do. And they did that. We need to, to be prepared for this attack. The enemy will come, but we need to fight the enemy using the right weapon. And uh, remember, the restoration of the wall is not a job of the leadership. It's a work for to everybody everybody has their part we need to understand this is we are the body of christ and we are called to restore the walls amen let's stand up let's pray together everyone here has a, a great job to do we are called to rebuild the walls of our culture, the walls of our church, and the walls of broken lives around us. And we have a message. Amen. We have a message to save the lost. And we need to work together. In one hand, the, the weapons. and the other hand, keep doing the work that God called us to do. We need to pray and we need to love. We need to fight against the enemy, but we need to care for the, those who are in need. Because this is the only way you, you can help to build the walls of those who are beside you, those who are with you. Amen. Close your eyes now. I want to pray for you. Father God, we thank you very much because you call us, Lord. You call us, Lord. Lord, to be part of, of your kingdom, Lord. Each one of us, Lord, oh Lord, we, we were called, Lord, to work together, to build the walls, Lord, of our, Lord, generation, Lord, of the kingdom of God, Lord. And I pray, Lord, for all my brothers and sisters now here, Lord. Those who sometimes feel afraid, Lord, to, to help in this work, Lord, because they feel they don't have anything to give, Lord. Lord, I pray for you to show them, Lord, Lord, how much love they have in their lives, Lord, how much gifts they have in their lives, Lord, and help them, Lord, to see, Lord, if without them, Lord, we are not able to build this wall, Lord, we are missing them, Lord. Help those who are feeling afraid, Lord, to help in this work, Lord, to desire, Lord, to take their part, Lord, in this rebuilding of the wall, Lord. Wake up, Lord, those who are, Lord, full of fear, Lord, those who are sleeping, Lord. I pray for you to break the chains, Lord, and help them to have this desire in their hearts, Lord, to build your kingdom, Lord, to be part, Lord, of the, the kingdom of heaven, Lord, to be part of the church, Lord, to get involved, Lord. Oh, Lord, 
we pray for you to use each one of us, Lord, in a way, Lord, that your kingdom will be, Lord, growing more and more, Lord. People will come to this place, Lord, and they will feel the love of God, Lord, because everyone here, Lord, will be able to show the love and care, Lord. We'll be able, Lord, to be used by you, Lord, to love each other, Lord, for care for each other, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, because sometimes, Lord, we don't, we're not doing the way you call us to do, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Jesus, to care and to love, Lord, for our beloved brothers and sisters, Lord. Help us, Lord, Lord, to, to love our neighbor, Lord, as you being loved as, Lord. And I thank you very much for all my brother and sister, Lord, for the church, Lord. I pray for you to bless them this week, Lord, and to give them a wonderful week in your presence, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. May God bless you and give you a wonderful week. You can help to build the walls of the peoples around you. Amen. Amen. If you miss some, someone here, please share your love to them. Call them today and say, I miss you. I want to see you next week.